0: hey hey happy saturday and happy new year's eve be safe tonight y'all welcome or welcome back to talk bookish to me the podcast where readers gather to talk about books share recommendations and chase that five-star feeling I'm your host, Gwen, and today I'm joined by Jesse for day number seven of the
1: 12 Days of Christmas episodes and
0: giveaways.
1: Happy New Year's Eve, everyone. My name is Jesse, and I have a YouTube channel called Reading with Jess where you can catch me doing like some reading vlogs, wrap ups, TBRs book hauls and reviews and you can also catch me over on instagram at reading underscore the
0: 12 days of christmas episodes and giveaways started december 25th and runs through thursday january 5th each day, you can tune in to a new episode and enter for a chance to win. You can win either a book from your wish list or an exclusive talk bookish to me beanie. The giveaways are open internationally; however, international listeners will only be eligible for the book prize. Make sure to have your wish lists linked in your Instagram bio. Stay tuned to the end of the episode to find out more details. All right, before we jump into today's topic, I wanted to mention my Instagram at talk bookish podcast. It's the best place to stay up to date on all things talk bookish to me, you can find information about new episodes, book discussions, podcast guests, and connect with other podcast listeners. If behind the scenes and bonus content is what you're after level up your membership and join Patreon for just $5 a month. Become one of my valued patrons and gain access to monthly bonus episodes, behind the scenes content, access to the discord channel, exclusive reading vlogs, voting power, and more.
1: With so many new books released each year, it's difficult deciding which ones to buy and borrow and even to get them for yourself. But who has time to read all the books they want? Certainly not us. So today we're here to weigh in on a read it or Skip It for two separate books by the same author, Ashley Winstead. Winstead released two books this year, Fool Me Once, which is a contemporary romance, and The Last Housewife, which is a thriller. A
0: read it or skip it episode is spoiler free. Essentially, it's a book review, in this case, two that will help you decide if you're interested in these books.
1: At the end, we'll share whether we think you should read it or skip it. Full Me Once is a contemporary romance which follows Lee Stone, a communications director at a woman-run electric car company. She's dealt with heartbreak and she has an issue with trusting men. Then, Ben Latterman, a blast from the past, shows up. Ben, who now works as a policy expert for the most liberal governor in Texas history, and Lee is trying to get a clean energy bill rolling. Things get complicated and competitive as Lee and Ben are forced to work together. Tensions build as old sparks reunite fanning the flames for a romantic dust up the size of Texas.
0: All right, let's get into it. I know you did not end up finishing this one. You borrowed it from the
1: library, right? So what happened? Yeah, I did end up DNF in this one. So but thankfully, like you said, I did borrow it from the library. But to be honest, I'm not really sure why I made this call. But I guess the biggest reason I had just finished reading another romance book, which to this day is still my favorite of the year, and after I finished that one, I immediately picked up this one, and I feel like I should have waited a little bit longer, but once I was reading it, I felt like I wasn't in love with it. I was comparing it to my favorite book now and other romance books, and it just wasn't it just wasn't the right time, I think. Um, But I thought about putting it off to the side, but I just never came back. And I know you didn't like it as much, Squint, and I hadn't really heard positive things. So I just decided to keep it as a DNF.
0: You're right. I ended up rating this book one star. And I know that that seems harsh to some listeners. But I did not enjoy this book at all. So when you told me that you DNF'd this book, I was like, smart choice, (laughs) Jesse. smart choice. I love the cover of this book. It's like a golden orange with like pink starburst flowers. And I don't see this color used like on book covers often. I also liked Ben, you know, the male love interest in this one. But I think he must have drawn the short stick or the short straw or something in the situation because he did not get a good deal out of this whole romance. So Lee Stone is a communications director at this electric car company and she's working alongside her former boyfriend Ben Latterman to get a clean energy bill, you know, going on in Texas, and things get complicated and competitive with Lee and Ben and the energy bill. But I just didn't care about any of it, like any of it. I'm all for like a kick butt 21st century woman fighting the powers that be. But the message that Winstead was sending was like too heavy handed and boring for me to carry about like any of it. Plus, I found Lee to be really freaking childish when it comes to her relationships with her sister, her mom, her friends, Ben, pretty much everybody that she came in contact with. I was like, is this a grown woman or is this like a 13 year old you know, girl. That's how it felt to me. Um, so Lee, better known as stoner, is the cool, no strings attached girl who will drink a man under the table, smoke a joint to ease her worries, but buck up in the boardroom. I call bullshit. (laughs) Is this the 21st century version of a manic pixie dream girl? Like God, I hope not. Anyways, now let's talk about the lack of romance. I went into this for the romance. It was pitched as a contemporary romance, It is not a romance, you guys. It literally is not. The chemistry, passion, the awkwardness of the sex scenes, like horrible. Um, Did not like, do not recommend. (laughs) Um, I felt nothing for these two. Like as a couple, their chemistry was just not it. Um, They may have had a past, but I was never rooting for them. And like I said, where I said Ben drew the short straw, like I don't think that they would make a good couple. Like, even though, like, if they end up together, I was like, no, this is not going to work long term. So, and Ben just doesn't deserve the shit that Lee gives him. And in the past or in the present day, um, so like hard pass from me, he deserves better. Um, last but not least, I will say that Winstead successfully stereotyped Texans. You can already imagine like cowboy hat, snakeskin boots, big belt buckle, bolo tie. And yes, of course, we're talking about an oil tycoon. Like I said, nothing about this book was redeeming. The story was not for me. I hope it found its audience, but it was not me. And girl, I would not go back to it. Oh,
1: man. (laughs) a hot mess. Yeah, it sounds like it actually sounds like something I would absolutely hate. So I guess I did make the right call.
0: <laughs> you did. So but in all fairness, <laughs> sometimes comparisons between books help me decide whether or not I'm interested. In this case, the only books I could think of with similar premises of heavy politics with a dash of romance were Red, White and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston and Meet You in the Middle by Devin Daniels. I would pick those over this one like in ranking of my favorites like my favorite was red white and royal blue gave that five stars meet you in the middle also did not like but I liked it better (laughs) than fool me once read or skip it. time do I think that I should recommend this or not it just depends in my opinion 100% skip um Pick up Red, White, and Royal Blue. It does the politics better than Fool Me once did. If you're looking for a romance novel out there, there are a million romance novels and books that I would choose over this one to recommend. So hard pass. Moving on to the next book, (laughs) Jesse.
1: All right. The Last Housewife is about a woman determined to destroy a powerful cult and avenge the deaths of the women taken by it, no matter the cost. While in college in upstate New York, Shay Evans and her best friends met a captivating man who seduced them into a web of lies about the way the world works, bringing them in under his wing. By senior year, Shay and her friend Laurel were the only ones who were managed to escape. Now, eight years later, Shay built a new life in Texas suburbia. But when she hears the horrifying news of Laurel's death delivered of all the ways by her favorite true crime podcast crusader, she begins to suspect that the past that she thought she buried is still very much alive and the predators are more dangerous than ever. Recruiting the help by the podcast host, Shay goes back to the place she vowed she'd never return in search of answers. As she follows the threads of her friend's life, she's pulled into a dark, seductive world where wealth and privilege shield brutal philosophies that feel all too familiar. When Shay's obsession with uncovering the truth becomes so consuming that she can no longer separate her desires for justice from darker desires newly reawakened, she must confront the depths of her complicity in conditioning.
0: All right, let's get right into it. What did you rate it? What were the highs and what were the lows? Okay, I personally gave it four
1: and a half stars. I gave it
0: five. Woo! I was so happy
1: because yeah, my history with this author. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what did you think? Um, well, some of my highs, I felt like it had some dark themes just like her debut of In My Dreams I Hold a Knife. I loved that it had podcast elements and shockingly enough, the cult worked for me. I found out this year that I don't really enjoy cults in my thrillers, but this one worked for me for some reason. I think it's because the it was really dark, and you really don't know what you're getting yourself into, kind of like a real cult. You learn more and more the deeper you get, and you find out you can't get out.
0: Um, the complete opposite of Fool Me Once. <laughs> the Last Housewife was so... Interesting, right from the start, it got dark enough without going over the top. I mean, for me, for my personal taste, it touched on social issues and themes like power and consent, beauty standards and obligation. It's being dubbed yet another cult book, like you said. And I hope that doesn't deter readers like us that aren't into like cult books. We're kind of like over that. I kind of thought that it read more like secret society almost. But by definition, yes, it is cultish. So that's true. Um, but there's just so much more than that going on in this story. And I can see its faults. But for me, it was just like so close to perfection that I had to rate it five stars um it handled everything beautifully while leaving the reader haunted by the end
1: yeah and some of my lows I don't really have any complaints on my end I really enjoyed this book and it shocked me from start to finish the only reason why I couldn't give it a full five stars is I feel like my five stars are precious to me and this one just barely made the cut um But it's still a book I would highly recommend. I know Gwen will go in more details, but it does have dark and triggering things. So if that's something you're scared of or concerned, definitely maybe, you know, do your research. But that would be the only negative. Um, The beginning of the book... Does list warnings I feel like are important. So if you are concerned, listen to Gwen or read the warnings yourself.
0: I personally enjoyed everything about it, um, but it can and will be disturbing for some readers because of the content. There's even like Jesse said, there's a content warning page in the very beginning of the book, which. Can More Books Do This, Please? Yes. Um, it lists suicide, rape, physical violence, sexual violence, self-harm, um, misogyny, drug use. There's probably other things as well. Um, if you don't enjoy books that have those things in it or, like, contain violence against women, I recommend staying far, far away from this book. It is not a popcorn thriller. It's not a poolside read. Um, It's not fast paced um, and sometimes it can seem repetitive but that's hard to explain without like spoilers. So I'll just say either you'll be a fan of this one or you won't. I really haven't seen anybody like middle of the road for this one. Of course it's still by the time we're recording this it's still a fairly new release. The only other thing that I wish um, I did listen to this on audio and read along physically And I wish that the transcripts when he's talking to her were produced like a podcast rather than just read like the normal narrative. That would have been like solidified it. You know, like this is one of my all-time favorites. But like as a book, how it's written great wonderful perfect five stars for me
1: yeah it may have gotten five stars if it was produced like you said that may have been five stars for me It
0: would have bumped it up for you Mm -hmm. all right so sometimes like I said comparisons help so are there any books you'd say if you like this book then you might like the last housewife or vice versa or like if they've read the last housewife already and are looking for something similar
1: so I don't have like a direct comparison, but if you're looking for something with similar dark themes, I think Pretty Girls by Karen Slaughter definitely has those. Um, if you're looking for something regarding cults, I would recommend When She Returned by Lucinda Barry. And if you're looking for a story about uncovering the truth about something that happened in the past while Doing a podcast, I would do The Night Swim by Megan Golden.
0: Jesse, you kill it with these <laughs> recommendations. Oh, because I I couldn't think of any good comparisons for this book. I mean, I did read Winstead's debut in my dreams to hold a knife, and I thought it was a good thriller. It was an average, you know thriller, I wasn't as, you know, I wasn't as in love with it as everybody else was. And I think the hype did kind of contribute to that a little bit. But I didn't think it was anything special, where I think this one is kind of different and special. Um, But if you liked her writing in that one, obviously, same author writing the same genre, which I definitely think and I hope she stays in a thriller lane because that contemporary book, let's not talk about it anymore. But um, so maybe you'll give this one a go if you liked In My Dreams, I Hold a Knife. But it's interesting because um, a lot of people, the people that my, my little tribe of people that didn't love In My Dreams, I Hold a Knife are really liking this one. So I'm like, yeah, so even if you did not <laughs> like the story of In My Dreams, I Hold a Knife, but you liked the writing, Give this one a go, in my opinion. So read it or skip it time. I think it's obvious. Do you recommend readers read this one or skip
1: this one? For sure. It's definitely a must read. Um, Like I said in the beginning, it sucks you in. Very similar to a cult. And once you're in, you're not getting out. And I personally did like In My Dreams i Hold a Knife. I think I also gave that one four and a half stars. But I do like this one better. So like Gwen said, if you liked it or you didn't like it, this one is definitely worth a read.
0: I say read it, of course. Again, I want to stress the content warnings. Suicide, rape, physical violence, sexual violence, self-harm. Guys, this is heavy and it's not like it's in there like once. It's it's a heavy theme. So tread lightly. But if these things don't bother you, then 100% give it a go. Now that we've weighed in, it's up for you to ultimately decide whether you want to read these books or skip them. I'll be posting some polls on Instagram to find out your thoughts, so make sure you're following at Talk Bookish Podcast. If you've already read the books, let us know
1: if you agree with our assessments. Each day, there will be a new winner during the 12 Days of Christmas episodes and giveaways. To enter to win today's giveaway for either a book or a beanie, all you have to do is head over to Instagram and follow at TalkBookishPodcast. Find the day number seven post and leave a thoughtful comment. You'll automatically be entered to win.
0: Patrons who enter have double the chances of winning, so consider becoming a night owl. The link is always in the show notes. Jesse and I will be back tomorrow to talk about plot-driven versus character-driven stories. What they are, which ones we prefer, and more. Check the show notes for links to Jesse's social media, Patreon, the books, all of that stuff. Until next time, happy reading!